God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. There's an old cliche that says, life is a journey, not a destination. It's not in the Bible, but it's a decent modern day proverb. All too often, we want to get to the end of things instead of going through the journey and learning to be joyful in it. Many people don't want to go through what they might learn in the challenge. They just want to be free from the stress and pain. There's another old cliche that says, the rocks in the stream make it sing. How we face the rocks and bumps in our lives will determine the quality of our lives. How is the joy of the journey in your life? Are you enjoying the journey? To learn more about enjoying the journey, give a listen. There are different types of auto races. Some of them are simply going around in circles, and it's all about how quickly can you get through it. Then there are those really long ones with twists and turns. A bit more interesting, but again, the goal is how quickly can you get to the finish line. There are other races that have the added element of difficult terrain. Add a very long distance to that, and it is called an endurance race. In these long endurance races with tough terrain, the one thing the drivers must adhere to is, the bumps won't make me stop. Driving my new car down the road of life, I've hit a few bumps on the way, but as my days go on and the road unwinds, I've decided the bumps won't make me stop. Years ago, when I got my license and began to drive, the road was wild and rough. But I got behind the wheel and took my brand new map in hand. I looked at the directions and headed off down the road. No bumps would make me stop. I know what a pothole looks like, and I've seen rocks in the road the size of Texas. I have slipped on sand, gotten stuck in snow, and lost it in the rain. But I've decided those bumps won't make me stop. It took a lot of reading of the map to know the high road and the low, and that, in truth, I don't drive alone. The map maker was with me on every stretch, and he showed me driving through the bumps can't make me stop. And this car I drive, all shiny and new, was a gift sent from up above. It never stalls, it never quits, unless I turn off the key. The rubbing of the motor, that's up to me. As I look to the map and follow the way, the bumps can't make me stop. Yet at times I have hit the bumps and the rocks. I have lost my way and done the skids. But with all the potholes, traffic problems, and detours, I've learned one thing. The bumps can't make me stop. This life is the road we travel. It is a trip and not a stop on the way. This car I drive, all equipped and accessorized, enables me to get down the road. I'll make the trip and have a great time but the bumps won't make me stop. It doesn't take long for even a child to realize that there are challenges that will endeavor to slow us down or stop us. How we deal with these bumps in the road will determine the quality of our lives. Our lives, unfortunately, have been at times labeled a rat race. The poor little creatures are stuck in a maze and people watch to see who gets to the cheese first. We're not rats, but we are in a race, 
and we are told how to run that race in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The word patience in the Greek has a far greater depth of meaning than simply waiting something out or simple endurance. It has within it the essence of energetic resistance. It is not motivated by reward, but by a love of honor. This is definitely not gritting one's teeth and bearing it. All of us have things that weigh us down and things that beset us or surround us. What do we do and how do we respond when things are coming at us from every direction? God has a unique way of looking at such a challenge. We find this in James chapter 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Count it all joy when things are attacking you and tempting you in manifold ways. Oh boy, yippee, I'm being tempted and tried. I'm downright joyful. Um, I have to admit I am challenged by this admonition. But that's what the Lord tells us to do. We have a choice to consider it a joyful situation or we can moan and groan. We can let the bump stop us or decide not to let them stop us. We're told to count it all joy when we are tempted. The thing is, as we grow in faith, we grow closer to God, our Father, and to our Lord Jesus. The challenges we face endeavor to separate us from them, but by our choice, we can experience the exact opposite. When we respond with joy, the testing of our faith builds the ability to energetically resist the negative. Maybe not the first time or two, but eventually that joy will build up strength. Remember, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And look at the finished work of patience. We become mature and complete, wanting nothing. I think that's worth the effort to smile and be joyful when your legs are throbbing in the race and your lungs are gasping for air and the sweat is stinging your eyes. There's a benefit to running the race with patience and joy. A similar admonition is also spoken of in Romans chapter 5, beginning in verse 3. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience and experience hope. James chapter 1 said that the trying of our faith, also known as testing, works patience. It produces patience. And here in Romans, it says tribulation, which is mental pressure, also produces patience. All the same words in the Greek. If God says something once, that should be enough. But he's saying it twice. The challenges we face build us up if we will respond with joy. And we are to glory or boast in the situation. When we recognize the challenges are used by God to build us up, we are no longer afraid. The bumps in the road 
are not put there by God, but he uses them to draw us closer to him. And if we partner with him, the bumps definitely won't make us stop. But wait, there's more about patience and joyfulness. We find that in Colossians chapter 1, verse 11. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. This is part of a prayer of the Apostle Paul. There's a whole bunch of things he's praying for us to receive. We get into verse 11 and the prayer requests us to be strengthened with all might. The Greek word for strength and for might come from the same Greek word, dunamis. A more emphatic translation would be to be energized with all his explosive power. That's strong. Paul's prayer is actually the prayer of God. God wants you to have this strength. And the whole point of this great and glorious strength is that we can have all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. On the surface, most people would not relate patience, that energetic resistance, and long-suffering with joyfulness. Long-suffering has the nuance of an unchanged face. Nothing gets to you. You are slow to anger. You have a long fuse. So if God inspired Paul to write down these prayers, they must be true promises that are available to us to claim. We can be strengthened so that we can be patient and long-suffering with joyfulness. We can face any challenge as we walk in the Spirit and receive this strength that is available to us. It's not our strength. It is His power working in us. The Apostle Paul faced challenges usually from the Jews who hated him. He besought the Lord three times to be delivered from these crazy people. The response from Jesus is recorded in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. The grace of God and Christ have unfortunately been dwindled down to the simple concept of unmerited favor. But here we see grace is connected to the strength of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10, Paul gives a definition of grace. But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Paul defined himself by the grace of God. I am who I am because of grace. Then he goes on to talk about laboring more than anybody else, but clarifies this and says, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Grace did the laboring. Grace is the strength from God and Christ to do their will. And the Greek word translated with means in partnership. Grace partners with us to enable us to stand in the battle. Back to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, Jesus said that his grace was sufficient for us and that his strength is made perfect in weakness. Our inability to endure in the trials opens the door for the strength of Christ to save the day. To humbly recognize our need for a Savior 
brings the saving power of God and his Son into our lives. In 1 Peter, it says that God resists the proud, but gives grace unto the humble. The proud say they don't need the map or the map maker. They can find their way by themselves, they say. I've tried that on my own, and it doesn't work. I need his strength. I need his joy in my life. And where does that joy come from? Look at Psalm 16, verse 11. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. It says God will show us the path of life. Like I said, he's the map maker and he knows the way. And here it tells us where we can find joy. In his presence is fullness of joy. So where do you live? If you've listened to any of my podcasts, you'll recognize I ask that question a lot. And I'm not talking about what street address you have. I'm talking about where do you live mentally? Are you seated at the right hand of God? When we live in the kingdom, we live in righteousness, peace, and joy. And those three elements are all gifts and fruits of the Spirit. The more we walk in the Spirit and pray in the Spirit, the more of the fruit of the Spirit will become manifest in our lives. And with these qualities, the bumps in the road can't make us stop. Enjoy the journey. This life is the road we travel. It is a trip and not a stop on the way. This car I drive, all equipped and accessorized, enables me to get down the road. I'll make the trip and have a great time, but the bumps won't make me stop. There are many different bumps in the road of life. There are detours that take us out of the true way. There is shame that tries to make us shut the motor off and stop and sulk and be sorrowful. There's anger that the road is so difficult to follow. We cannot let these challenges stop us from moving forward. When we react with joy, the bumps can't make us stop. And when we make that decision to do so, they won't make us stop. The next time something challenges you, jump up and down and laugh with joy. It's time to be strengthened. Grab hold of the hand of the Father and the Son and walk in the power of the Spirit, knowing you have the victory. Remind your challenger of little David and Goliath. Little David walked in assurance that his God was bigger than the challenger. Do not let the bumps stop you. God knows you will face challenges, and so he has provided promises and provision for you to keep moving forward. You may stall, you may stumble, but stumble forward and make the decision. The bumps won't make you stop.